So, good evening, everyone. Um, before we start, um, Brother Douglas, would you lead us in a word of prayer, and then we can begin. Let us pray. Our Father, what in heaven, we thank you for this day. We thank you for giving us life, giving us the opportunity that we can come once more to study your word so that we can be able to be equipped and to divide that word of truth to those who are lost in sin. Father, guide our mind and our thought that the thing that we have learned, that we apply to our life, not just to be ears, but also doers, so that we can be able to show those from the outside, Christ living in us, so that we can be able to let our life be a living epistle by your word, through your word. Father, be with us and guide us as one in Christ, as we continue to unite in faith, in love, and in fellowship. Guide us and be with us through this day. This prayer in your Sunday, my prayer. Amen. 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 Okay, so we are in Romans chapter 14. We are, we just finished the first couple of verses last week. It was verse one to four, and um, we're still in that trail of thought. So we will carry on um, and see where we end up um, today. Um, as I said, this section here in chapter 14 Paul is dealing with issues to do with, with food, with drink, and with days. Um, and it's, it's an issue that has caused friction within the church, the early church, um, or even within the congregation he's writing this letter to, um, but not just in that congregation. Um, there are various churches who had issues to do with food, drink, and days. And in Paul's letter to, um, not just here in Rome, but also to the church in Corinth or uh, the church in Galatia, um, they all had this issue. Um, and and this is more of a, a cultural issue in a sense. Um, we know that there were some who had been former Jews who converted to Christianity or um, have accepted Christ as the one promised Messiah, as the one prophesied Messiah in the old scriptures. Um, and yet they were struggling to come to terms with their newfound identity. And then part of that newfound identity is letting go of the the old ceremonial law, and we looked at this a couple of weeks ago, where we, um, we we defined what Paul means when he talks about the fact that but love fulfills the law, and we we um, looked at mm -hmm. the different mm -hmm. ways in which to define what he means by the law, and we know that the law had. Um, there was different departments or different categories when we talk about the law. Um, there is indeed 
um, the law pertaining to uh, to the ceremonial aspect. There is the law to do with um, the civic, um, so to do with how um, Israel as a nation were to deal with each other. And then there is also the law in terms of the moral law, which God has placed within all of us, within our hearts. And then the one that um, the early church was struggling with was to do with the ceremonial aspect of the law. Um, and so here in this section here, in chapter 14, Paul is essentially um, is dealing with, with two factions, if you like. He's dealing with, on the one hand, a group um, known as the, um, the weak brethren, um, and then there's another group whom he, he calls the, um, the, the strong. Um, and so there are two opposing views um, being um, addressed here um, in these verses. And so I'm, I'm going to read um, a few verses here in chapter, chapter 14 of Romans, and then we will then delve a bit deeper into it. So I'm going to start from verse 5, <clears throat> and then I'll read to, to verse 9. Um, let's just start. So Romans chapter 14, and I'm reading from verse 5 to 9. One person esteems one day as better than another, while another esteems all days alike. Each one should be fully convinced in his own mind. The one who observes the day observes it in honor of the Lord. The one who eats, eats in honor of the Lord since he gives thanks to God, while he, the, the one who abstains, abstains in honor of the Lord and gives thanks to God. For none of us lives to himself and none of us dies to himself. For if we live, we live to the Lord. And if we die, we die to the Lord. So then, whether we live or whether we die, we are the Lord's. For to this end, Christ died and lived again, that he might be Lord both of the dead and of the living. And so, as I have already said in the first opening verses, Paul um, addresses the weak um, with these words. As for the one who is weak in faith, um, in, in original, it is their faith. Um, so this is the faith, the element, the standard teaching of the church. So the one who is weak in the faith, in the in the standard teaching of the early church, um, welcome him, but not to quarrel over opinions. And, and why is that the case? And as I, I have already mentioned, the, the church was struggling with um, this aspect of how to get rid, if you like, of the, um, of the requirements um, of, of the ceremonial law. Um, and so be it, uh, you may be, rather, you may be a Jew and you've come to accept Christ as Messiah, um, but you've grown up having um, certain practices. Um, you went through the prayers. Um, you 
abstain from eating certain type of meat. Um, you were careful in terms of what kind of fluid you take into yourself. Um, you, you made sure that you perhaps still visited the temple. Um, you observed the days, and then, you know the days here is, re is referring to the various festivals. Um, so you have grown up in that system, um, and having grown up in that system is very difficult um, for you to suddenly um, shut the door um, and on all of those practices. Um, and so Paul here, um, if you know, he uses the word weak. Um, and those of us who are strong, um, where he where he's contrasting between the two here, um, he's not saying that the weaker brother is um, is someone who is um, backsliding or failing as a Christian. Um, the point he's making is that when it comes to Christian liberty, when it comes to our freedom in Christ, um, that th there are two factions going on there are two groups uh, on the one hand and the weaker brethren or the weaker the weaker brother is the one um, who is struggling with this freedom they have in Christ um, and would essentially want to lead everybody else back to uh, to the shackles of, of, of the law and, and, and the entrappings of the law um, and and he is warning against that um, there was a group um, known as the, the Judaizers. Um, anyone heard of them? Yes. Okay. What can we say about the Judaizers? Anyone want to um, comment on, on the Judaizers for a bit? Well, they were, um, you know, telling people to be circumcised and that they have to adhere to the, to the law of Moses to be saved, um, in addition to... You know this newfound faith, I believe. Yeah, and it's um, the the book of Galatians is is a it's a wonderful book um, where Paul is is dealing with this exact issue. Um, you remember how he addresses the the congregation or the church in Galatia, um, where he talks about how astonished he is that they have so quickly departed from uh, from the faith um and uh, i think we find this in the opening um verses or galatians chapter one um verse six where he, he writes i am astonished that you are so quickly deserting him who called you in the grace of christ and are turning to a different gospel not that there is another one but there are some who trouble you and want to distort the gospel of Christ. But even if we or an angel from heaven should preach to you a gospel contrary to the one we preach to you, let him be accursed. And as we've said before, so now I say again, if anyone is preaching to you a gospel contrary to the one you received, let him be accursed. And then he goes on to expound upon um, what he means by, by this. But the fact of the matter is um, there were groups um, within the church who were being led astray by um, those who would come in and, and will try to um, dilute the message or the doctrine you know, or the teaching that they had heard from 
from the apostles. And this is why the opening verse here in chapter 14, where he talks about um, those who are weak in the faith, um, it's, it's important for us to recognize that. Um, he's not saying that uh, the weaker brethren have a different faith. Um, it's, it's one faith. Um, there, there is one doctrine of faith. And he, the point he's making is that they are weak in terms of, in, in relation to, to, to the law and how to apply um, the, the ceremonial law. Um, and and they're, they're weak in terms of this new status they have in Christ. And, and they're struggling uh, to come to terms um, with, with this, this level of liberty that they have. Um, and, and this struggle uh, manifests itself in, in, in the manner of um, what kind of food um, you should eat or, or you should abstain from. Or here in verse, verse 5 here, um, what, which particular days or which particular festivals you are to observe or you are to abstain from. Um, this is not just a teaching for first century Christianity, it's a teaching for, for even us here uh, this evening. Um, you know, we all have our special days. You know, the world have their own special days. You know, this Sunday is, is a Valentine's Day and, and people will exchange gifts uh, people will observe it in their own particular fashion, their own particular way. Um, others will abstain from it and will not have anything to do with it um, because they don't see any point um, in that celebration. It, it can be even within the, the, the fellowship of, of Christians. Um, some would consider, well, Sunday is, 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 uh, is our Christians should recognize Sunday as the the Sabbath day is the Christian Sabbath. Um, and so um, you are not supposed to do X, Y, Z on, on Sunday. Um, no form of entertainment. Um, don't, um, you know, switch on the TV or don't, don't put your phone in your head. You shouldn't put your phone in, your, in front of you anyway, but <laughs> that's a different topic. Um, but you, you are not supposed to work on, on, on Sunday because Sunday is the Christian Sabbath, um, not of course um, recognizing that Saturday is, is the, the Sabbath from a Jewish um, point of view. Um, as some would say, well, Sunday is the Lord's day. Sunday is just a normal day, but it's the day where the, the saints gather to, um, to worship and then of course to observe um, at the Lord's table. Um, and so Christians may have different perspectives when it comes to which particular day um, we should hold in high, high regards. A any more examples you can think of in our modern times um, when it comes to this idea of um, holding one day more esteem than the other? It's like Christmas, although, although we don't celebrate Christmas, but mm -hmm. sometimes you'll find people have Christmas tree at them home and you know brought passing gifts to their kids and mm -hmm. friends. It doesn't mean that they're doing that indicated that they are worship, they're observing Christmas as the Christ's birthday, but it's a tradition mm. which is passed down from generation to generation. 
And I'm having a tree and, you know, trying to share gifts with your kids and friends. I don't think that is, as long as it doesn't violate God's commandment. Yeah. Um, some, yeah, some Christians sometimes dispute that people should not even have their parents have a Christmas tree. Yeah, finish. It's um, it, Christmas is, is, is a very it's, it's a good example where uh, you can even have one one family, you know, a family of believers both in the Lord, and and one faction will say, well, we don't celebrate Christmas at all. We don't recognize Christmas. Um, Christmas is a pagan religion, um, and we should have nothing at all to do with it. And another. Family, we say, well, we're also faithful in the Lord, but for us, Christmas is a tradition. It's a familial tradition that we would like to observe and, and observe it to the fullest. Um, and and here, Paul is is writing to two factions, as I said, two groups um, with different perspectives on, when it comes to the days that they they consider to be um, honourable um, to them. Um, and so we can learn lessons um, from that as we read the, these verses here. If, if we go to Galatians uh, chapter 4, um, I think it's, it's, it's verse 10, we have these words uh, from Paul. Let's start from verse 8 and then go on to 10. Uh, formerly, when you did not know, sorry, formerly, when you did not know God, you were enslaved to those that by nature are not gods. But now that you have come to know God, or rather to be known by God, how can you turn back again to the weak and worthless elementary principles of the world whose, whose, slaves, you, whose slaves you want to, um, you want to be once more? You observe days and months and seasons and years. I am afraid I may have labored over you in vain. I'm afraid for you. Um, this was a letter written to a congregation who were being seduced by um, by the attractiveness um, of of the old religion, if you like, or of Judaism. Um, the whole letter to um, the whole letter or book rather of, of Hebrews is another example where. Um, a group of Christians can still see the temple in its place. Uh, the sacrifices are still going on. Uh, the priests are still doing what they're required to do according to what is in the Mosaic law. Um, and, and, and whoever wrote the book of uh, Hebrews tells them, um, you know, don't drift. Don't end up going back to, to that old way. Judaism is, is a, it's a religion that's fading. Um, it will have no standing. And then, as I have already said, it's, it's very difficult if you've been brought up in a system to fully turn your back to it. Um, and so you, this idea of observing, you know, the festivals, you know, the, the, the Day of Atonement or, or the Festival of, 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 of Booths or, or the Tabernacle, um, you know, observing these days, uh, um, Paul wants them to recognize that it, it, this is these are the elementary teachings and you shouldn't be going back um to those days anymore um and this is the same thing that can happen to us in our modern 
um, modern times where we we take um, cer certain days and we make them holy. Um, but Paul goes on to say in, a, in, a, in the B part of verse, verse 5 here, in chapter 14, 5, um, each one should be fully convinced in his own mind. What does he mean here? One person esteems one day better than the other, while another esteems all the days alike. Each one should be fully convinced in his own mind. So he does not condemn one group and he does not condemn another, but he, he makes that statement, each one. What do you think he's doing here? Well, there's a scripture that says anything that's not from faith is sin. So if you, if you are wavering and not completely convinced, then there's an aspect of sin. In, Indeed. Yeah. But I wanted to comment on the days also. Um, I don't think it's wrong to, to um, observe the, you know, the, the tabernacles or, or uh, the unleavened bread and anything like that, because I have Messianic Jewish um, well, friends or acquaintances. It's mm -hmm. just, I think it's a matter of what is in your heart. Do you, uh, yeah. if you have accepted Jesus and then you add to Jesus by, by thinking, I have to observe these things in order to be saved. Mm -hmm. um, I think, I, you know, that's, that's what I believe. <clears throat> yeah. And, and that's very, uh, that's very true because you could even argue Paul is not condemning um, the weak brethren here. Um, you know, he, he's actually, he, he's commending them. Um, and, and he, at the very beginning of this chapter, um, is asking the brethren to welcome them. You know, um, welcome them. It, it, this is not a condemnation. Like I said, if, if you have been brought up in the Jewish faith, it is going to be a struggle to move from one tradition to another. It, it means is that it, it, there is a process that has to take place. And Paul is saying this as someone who would have gone through the same, um, the same issue himself, um, one who was the one going around persecuting uh, Christians and bringing them to the sword. Um, so he will be, he's writing these words here, um, with a clear mind of his own experience. Um, and so, yeah, he's not saying don't do it at all, but he's, he's putting a warning in place um, that these are still elementary teachings. And, and as a believer, you have to recognize, and I think what um, you said there, um, Enrique, it's, it's, Enrico, it's a, it's a good example that it's, it's what's in your heart. It is what you're doing or what kind of meaning you're placing in your observation of, of these days or these months or these seasons. And this is why that final verse, um, the, the verse, verse five, that each one should be fully convinced in his own mind. And you can only be fully convinced by clear, um, having a clear understanding of what is written or what the teachings are in the scriptures or having a clear foundation of what their faith really is um, you may be uncomfortable um, with others in what they observe but when it comes to the definition of the faith we should be grounded in it comments um, i think someone wanted to make a comment
No. Okay. So yeah, each one should uh, be fully convinced in their own mind. And we should do everything um, with the full assurance of our faith. Um, everything that we do, we should do it in faith. How we live our lives should be done um, through the influence of, of their faith. Um, if we get up in the morning, we get ourselves ready and we, we make our way to, to work or you work from home, um, whatever it is you do on a daily basis, it should all be done in faith. Um, and, and we should never neglect this, this truth. In verse 6, the one who observes the day observes it in the honor of the Lord. The one who eats, eats in honor of the Lord, since he gives thanks to God. Or the one who abstains, abstains in honor of the Lord and gives thanks to God. And so, again, he's not condemning. He's, he's making it clear that each person puts or plays precedence in what they're doing. As long as you're fully convinced by what it is that you're doing. Um, he, he, I mean, he'll go on to say this more in, in verse 10. Um, we should abstain from passing certain judgments um, on each other in, in, in our actions or in our observations on, on placing certain practices or days as, as honorable for our own selves. And we should abstain from passing judgment on one another. Verse 7, for none of us lives to himself and none of us dies to himself. What does that mean? What's he saying here? We don't live for ourselves and we do not die uh, or none of us dies to himself. Yeah, um, because Christ is the, cent the center of all of us lives. So whatever we do, whether word or deeds, are done through Christ. It means that we not living for ourselves, but we're living for Christ. Wow. Yes, um, it's indeed that passage in First Corinthians six. Um, you know, we we oh, verse twenty meant. You know, you are not your own, for you were bought with a price. To glorify God in your body, we do not belong to ourselves. Uh, we were bought with a price. This is um, apolutrosis, you know, redemption. Um, there is that sacred manumission, it's called. This is an ancient tradition where a slave will, will work for their freedom um, and the slave will put aside a certain amount of money which they will pay to the a temple priest um, and they will continue to pay it until a time will come where they will pay their buying price in full and then having done so, um, with the, the priest, the temple priest as a witness, the, the slave will take the priest to the master and say, I have paid my due, I have paid my, uh, my buy-in price. And so the, the legal requirement then is for the master to then release the slave. Um, 
Um, and, and this is a, this is called sacred manumission. And in, in a sense, this is what Christ um, has done for us. And we were we were slaves to sin, um, and Christ, by His death on the cross for our sins, bought us um, with a price. And then the price was His own death on a cross. Um, and, and so we do not belong to ourselves anymore. And then we now belong to Christ. We will live our lives recognizing that um, we are not our own. We are indeed slaves to Christ. And then we live to him and then we also die to Christ. Um, every aspect of our lives um, as Christians is, is to honor Christ. Christ is to be at the center of our being, be it um, the, the first day we, we turn to Christ to the very last day where we, we breathe our life, our, our last breath, and then we die. We belong to Christ. And that's how we should set our priorities um, based on this, this fact that we, we do not belong to ourselves any, any longer. Comments? Or thoughts on that? Or, you know, in the Old Testament, pertain to meat, there are some meat which the, the Moses, to the priest, teach Israelite not to eat. But today, we find that people may say, okay, those meat is still unclean, like pork. Um, it would be very offensive, you know, if you invite somebody from a Muslim faith, even from a Jewish faith, and, pres uh, and, and provide pork. Yeah. Yeah, and then it, it just, it's, it's kind of being conscious, being aware of, of, of others. Um, you know, this, this whole lesson here still goes back to uh, what he said in, in chapter 13, if you remember, um, in, in verse 8, where he talks about how, owe no one anything except to love each other, for the one who loves one another has uh, fulfilled the law. Um, and so Christians are to be conscious of each other, indeed, but also of those around about us, because um, how we are or how we behave ourselves amongst those who are outside of the faith is a, is a real witness uh, to our faith um, and how we, we, we conduct ourselves towards each other is also a witness to those outside of the faith. Um, and, and so we are to be yeah, conscious of, of our behavior and our actions um, because they have an effect um, indeed towards each other, but also to the larger public. Um, and so in verse seven, he puts it in a negative, for none of us live to himself, none of us die to himself. And then he, he brings it into a positive again. And this, um, this has been one of Paul's methods. Um, he will state something in negative, um, shall we continue in sin? Um, that, you know, that grace may abound, certainly not. How can one who, 
has died to sin still live thereof. Um, and, and here is an example. For none of us live to himself and none of us die um, to himself. For if we live, we live to Christ. And if we die, we die to Christ. Or we die to the Lord. We live to the Lord and we die to the Lord. So then, whether we live or whether we die, we are the Lord's. This is a wonderful teaching here, and it's a wonderful statement for him to make. Um, you know, th this is doctrinal. This just goes back all the way to um, the, the past few or the past chapters, the past section that we were looking at, chapter one to eight, um, and, and especially chapter eight. Um, we do not live to ourselves anymore. Um, if we live, we live to Christ. You know, it is the same Paul who will say, uh, for me, um, to, to live is Christ and, and to die is gain. And, and here we are to recognize the same factor. If we live, we are living to Christ. Again, which means that our perspective um, should, should be radical, should radically change. You know, our perspective should not be the same as those who are not in Christ. Our, perspe um, our perception, our perspective is to be different. Um, he'd already kind of, um, he he'd made a statement about this um, in a previous chapter where, you know, he encourages us to live as though the days are near, um, as if our Lord Jesus Christ will, will will come at any moment. Um, again, and so here he goes further. If we live, we're living for Christ. And if we die, we die for him. And we are indeed for Christ. Any comments on here? We should, of course, also notice here um, in verse 7 here and also in verse 8, he brings the two together, right? Um, th there isn't a distinction being made between the weak brethren and then the strong brethren. He brings th these two factions together by the use of, of, of for none of us lives and none of us dies. And then in verse 8, for if we live, uh, we live. And if we die, we die. And uh, we should never forget or we should never just look over uh, the, these words. Uh, Paul is, 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 is a master teacher um, and he is, um, he's a real pastor. He, he recognizes that there are two factions, there are two groups, um, and, and he wants the two to embrace one another. He wants to bring the two together. He's not one to cause division, but rather to, to enforce a sense of unity, a sense of community. Um, and, and this is what we see here. Uh, and in, in this whole section, this is what we're seeing. It's, it's about um, Christian, genuine Christian love in action. Um, and, and we pursue love at every moment, be it food, be it the observance of days, be it um, drink, whatever it is, um, we are to recognize each other um, as belonging to the one body, and that is Christ. Um, and so from whichever 
angle you look, we are the lords, he says. Um, we are one. We are to recognize each other as brethren. Um, and then our master is the Lord Jesus. And, and so he brings all of us together. And then in verse nine, for to this end, Christ died and lived again, that he might be Lord, master, or curios, both of the dead and of the living. Comments. In Hebrews 2 verse 9 stated that, but, but, but we see Jesus who was made a little lower than the angel for the suffering of death, crowned with glory and honor, that he, by the grace of God, should taste death for every man. Indeed. Made a little lower than the angels. This echoes the same thing that Paul was writing in, in, um, in Philippians. You know, Christ, being God, Thought, saw it not robbery um, um, to, to grasp hold of his godhood and he would empty himself and, and, and suffer that shame and death, even death on the cross. And, uh, and this is uh, his words. He's writing to, uh, to the church in Philippi and he wants them to have the same mind um, and he encourages them to be united and to be one in Christ, and then he uses the incarnation as an example of how you're supposed to do it. And then this is the same here. Um, we, we recognize Christ as our example. Christ is our Lord. He is our master. He's our teacher. And we as Christians are to recognize him um, and, to, and to learn from him, learn from his ways. Um, and, and so that how we relate to each other will be because of how Christ is related to us. Oh, what I think Any is more? important. Can I oh, say? I'm sorry. Yes. What I, th what I think is important also, it gives us the assurance that in this life that we live is only temporary, but the life thereafter is eternal so that we may not have too much confidence in ourselves, only thinking on the physical life, but also the life thereafter. Indeed. And by raising Christ from the dead, give us that assurance that we have life through Christ for eternity. Yeah, indeed. Um, and, and this is part of the, 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 the living and the dying um, aspect. Yes, we live. Um, we live in the body, but we should also recognize that death um, comes to all of us. And in dying, we should die in the Lord. Um, there is no point being in the Lord and then um, failing to die in the Lord. Jesus um, makes the statement, if anyone will come after him, let him take his cross and follow after me. You know, and, and the cross is that is that symbol of death. You know, we take the cross and we follow the master, which means we take that cross and being prepared that we, we, we will die um, and, and we will suffer as we take that cross. And, and in that suffering, we know 
what is coming ahead of us because Christ is the one who conquered death. Christ has paved way um, for us. And so in dying, we die knowing that we will be with the Lord himself. Any, any questions, comments? Uh, I would like to comment on the last verse that we read. Um, it also reminds me of the fact that God um, is not partial. He's not doing favoritism um, between us. And also, as we as we read, I think um, in the previous chapters, um, that um, I think Paul also um, told them not to be um, self righteous, and also um, being self righteous also means that you can be able to um, judge um, others or fellow believers. So I think it's also the fact that we should be um, humble before God and respect one another and um, yeah and see that, um, that God sees no difference between us yeah very true and it's, um, he will go on to say more about that in the coming chapters um, in the coming verses rather um, you know when we pass judgment on each other we um we're being hypocritical and then hypocrisy, hypocrisy is something that um, is found most in all congregations or uh, and, and something that um, we can easily eradicate when we read these verses here to recognize that um, God, is, God is indeed um, impartial when it comes to his children and then we have to learn to be able to give each other the space to grow, the space um, to, to grow in the faith um, and not to be so quick to pass judgment or so quick to look down on each other. Okay, so then if there are no um, additional questions or comments, then let's, um, let's join together and have a word of prayer and then we'll bring our time together to a close. Let's pray. Lord God, we are so grateful and thankful that we can join together to, to study this book. Um, we're so thankful that you've given us a, a clearer thought to be able to recognize that we need to learn to, to demonstrate genuine love towards each other. And we may come from different points, different backgrounds or, or cultures and, and you fused all of us together as one family and, and it, just just like within a normal human family um, there are different levels of, of growth um, we pray that you help us to also um, recognize each other's um, path to growth um, and not be so quick to pass judgment um, help us all to be encouraged by these words and, and to make applications of it in our daily lives. I pray for your protection um, throughout the, the remainder of this uh, current week. Uh, we know that there is still a pandemic, uh, still a virus moving around, and we pray for your, your protection and also for your healing. Uh, we pray that you be with us 
and protect us. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. 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 Thank you for listening and blessings from us to you.